0: of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover the tools to build a marriage and family that you love. My name is Daniel M.
1: And I'm Christina M.
0: Was that an anxious? Uh? Yeah. Like,
1: uh, Wasn't a constipated? Yeah. Huh?
0: It was like, a, oh, how am I going to deal with this?
1: Exactly. I was going to say something else, and then I, my mind went completely blank. And so I was like, you just get a sound. <laughs>
0: That is awesome. Well, we talk about one of you know we were talking about anxiety because literally we are going to be talking about anxiety Mm -hmm. today. Not the fact that a lot of us have it, and that our kids seems like in an ever increasing time of life and of humanity. It just seems like with how these last few years have been, uh, there's just been such a growing measure of anxiety. So what does it look like to connect with our kids who deal with that? Mm-hmm. And maybe you're listening in and you're like, oh, no, my kids are great and, and they don't deal with anxiety. In fact, they don't really even talk that much because they're so well behaved. And, <laughs> you know, it's probably because you're not talking to them much and <laughs> they're it internalizing be. it, right? It could it be, be, or they're just too young to talk, but mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you're going to save this up for when they're older.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what's amazing about this episode is I think, Daniel, are talking about the timeliness of it. We've talked to uh, many, psychologists and counselors and even um, parents and teachers of the way that anxiety has been gripping our children. You know, we've got, and it's interesting because you think, you know, the pandemic is, is for the most part behind us, but why does it seem like every year is getting harder and harder or we're starting to see the effects of our mental health more apparent and I think it's just because now that, you know, your body sometimes you just, as you're running the race, you're just going for it and then towards the end, or you see a lot of these marathoners, they collapse at the end because they've given their all mm. and then their bodies are finally like, ugh, I'm done. And I feel like this is kind of 2023 is when our bodies are saying, you have pushed me to my limit and now I'm saying no. Yeah. <laughs> or now I'm saying, you need to listen to me, I am breaking down.
0: Yeah, or our kids, that, this is all they know, right. right? And it's become so normal for them that they don't know anything otherwise. So that's why we are so excited to introduce you to Justine Faulkner, who is a licensed professional counselor with more than 20 years of experience in traditional mental health, and personal development. And for eight years uh, at the time of this book has been certified in the work of Dr. Brené Brown. Uh, She's written seven books and has done two TEDx talks. So she is a wealth of information and she's written this book, 100 Devotions for Kids Dealing with Anxiety. Mm -hmm. So this episode is going to be all about equipping you to help your children deal with anxiety, and maybe you're you you don't have kids, and you're like, yeah, uh, we're listeners, and and we love the marriage stuff, and and you've kind of downloaded this one, and you're like, yeah, we don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's it's it's pretty neat because yes, she wrote this book for eight to thirteen year olds, um, but there's so much in this that. Mm-hmm helped us Completely. <laughs> with our anxiety. So Completely. we know you're going to have lots exactly. of takeaways with and this. And maybe
1: um, she even talks about some people who've done it and they're like, I didn't even know I had anxiety. Yeah. But these are so many emotions I had as a kid and no one named it or no one knew to how to name it. So now we're doing this together mm-hmm. as parent and child and how beautiful it is to, she talks about uh, vulnerability as well, of what's the, po- what's the power of being vulnerable with our kids and saying, hey, I don't know, or hey, I feel like this too. Yeah. The connection and the fact that we can share with one another and with our kids that, you know what? We are not alone in this. Yeah,
0: that's right. All right. Well, without further ado, let's listen in. Well, Justine, it's so great to have you on our podcast. Welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, our first question is uh, about the book. Like, What prompted you to write the book, A Hundred Devotions for Kids Dealing with Anxiety?
2: Yeah, this book project was a little bit different and kind of special than any of my other books. So my friend, Angela Guzman, she's an editor at HarperCollins. And so she had this idea for this book and she pitched it to the publisher. And of course, that first question is, do you have an author? And she said, yeah, I do, but you don't know who she is, but this that's who's going to write this book. And so she pitched me. And so, and it was when they asked me, it was that p- it wasn't a, an automatic. Yes. I really, I had to think about it and pray on it. And, um, I'm qualified, and yet you always have that stuff in yeah, your head that's yeah. like, am yeah. I qualified? Imposter syndrome um, is a real thing. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. That imposter syndrome really comes in. And so, and but it really didn't take long at all to be to say, like, this is this is my next book. That this mm-hmm. is um the ability to share my my gifts as mm-hmm. a licensed professional counselor and and the love of Jesus, right? Like mm-hmm. I always tell people like it's basically therapy. And a hundred devotions was me. And Jesus.
0: But that that <laughs> is well, awesome. Jesus and yeah. therapy,
2: right? Yeah. That's what it is. And so, um, and it was of all of the books that I've written, it is one that um, it it came out the easiest. I would not say it's easy, but yeah. easiest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. I mean, we are huge believers in yes. Both, following Jesus, Jesus and, and and <laughs> therapy, right? Yeah. Where we both have uh, continued to receive personal uh, counseling and then our kids have gotten counseling as well. So yep. it's just super helpful. It's not either or. So. Exactly. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. It's both. So I'm wondering, how do you pick a hundred topics in anxiety, <laughs> right? Because it kind of feels like I w- anxiety, we think of fear, worry, and then the actual right. like diagnosis Cause, of cause anxiety. You don't want to just like... You
2: want to like put in like anxiety and fear into the Bible app and search all those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: completely. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
2: The way we worked this project, so Angela, she had a hundred scriptures that she listed oh, out and then I just okay. took it from there. I okay. would say that I probably changed up about 20 of them okay. and was like, nah, don't love it. Not yeah. like, right. And so we just kind of followed the nudge. Um, but so she gave me the list and then I sat down and they, you know, like you have around 200 words for each devotion. They really wanted the journaling prompt. And, and for me, especially as a licensed professional counselor, I, I love that people love learning, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and therapy or the thought leaders or different pastors or sermons and things like things that they learn from to change their life. But my question is always, how is your life different from what you have consumed?
1: Yeah. wow.
2: Because we, we have to go beyond just consumption. And so that was, for me, that that was a really big piece of this book was The prompts, the Uh what, what do I want you to think about? What do I want you to write down? What do I want you to sit with after you've read the scripture and then that devotional? But then how do you move it into your bones and into your life?
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, most of our listeners can, you could just go on Amazon and look at the book preview to see how it's broken down. But yeah, I love it because it's every day, there's scripture, there's devotion, and then you have a few different questions each, and the questions aren't the same every day. Uh, And there's lines, there's space for people to, to journal. So very practical yeah. in that way mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah so Justine I'm wondering how can parents practically use this devotion to connect with their kids because it's mm-hmm. kind of like I mean it's it's set out that your child um, yep. can read it and do it on their own yeah. but is there sort of a way that you could use yeah. this to be able to talk to your child about anxiety
2: yeah it's been so interesting of course you have to put especially with kiddo books you have to put Ages on them, and so it's. Right. I think they technically put ages eight to thirteen for this. And um, one of the most common messages I get is like, um, "Is this good for this age?" And I'm like, I wrote it for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yes, it's in this lens of like what's going on for teens, tweens today, yeah. and at the same time, like I wrote it for you too because f- for me, like I really, I want people to know and lived how loved they truly are, mm. and um, our kids really need that message. They also need to see it modeled and hear it from the parental figures. Right. And so like, I wrote it for the parents too, or the parental figure. And so when, when the, when the book first came out, one of the most moving messages I got, I had someone in my online community, send me a picture. She goes, my tween daughters just left the book on the breakfast table and was like this is our new breakfast routine to do this together. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They I wanted went, oh to do it. Yeah. Right? Wow. Like I was just like that's amazing. And so it's written for your 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 child can do it on their own. Um I I have gotten so many messages of of families doing it together, okay. right? And okay. reading it together and it's really prompted the the comp- especially those journaling prompts at the mm-hmm. end of each day prompted conversation. Yeah. Um and just like a, in depth beyond of like a check-in, right? Because right. we all do that. We're, how was your day? But yeah. this is more of like, how do we move in a little bit deeper and lean into that connection that mm-hmm. we all need? Because it's in that connection with one another right. and with God that will help us heal. And yeah. so I, I love when I get those messages that families are using it together. But also one of the early reviewers, she was like, reading this with my kids helps me realize like I had so much anxiety as a child. And I didn't have parents who knew what to do with that. And I I don't want to pass, I don't, I'm breaking that today. Right. And this is kind of giving me a resource to help me do that.
1: That is incredible. So there's just such a power of naming a feeling and an emotion and then moving on from there. So I'm guessing some of our parents would probably be like, I love the idea of of sharing with my children, Justine. But that takes a whole level of trust and vulnerability to show them that as a parent – I don't know everything. And some parents really want to have that sort of like, I I wish I could show my kids that I have everything. So I know that you're trained even in the dare to lead and daring way um, about vulnerability and Brene Brown. Can you share a little bit about the power of vulnerability, even between a parent and child relationship? Right,
2: right. It's, it's, you know, I work mostly with corporations now. And I, one of the top questions I get is at the end of every keynote or workshop is like, okay, how do I do this for my child? <laughs> right. Oh, like wow. how okay. do I yeah. what do I do? And it's your strongest tool in the toolbox is to model it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like show, show them what it's like to be quiet, to to take care of themselves, to mm-hmm. love themselves well, show them what it's like to open up. Like when I show up in my world, with the people I live with, the people I love the most, the people I work with, when I show up in a vulnerable way as who I am, as uncomfortable and as scary as that is, what happens is that more times than not, someone else feels that bravery to then show themselves to me because I've shown myself mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now we're in connection. And change and healing and growth never take place in disconnection they only happen in connection right. which requires vulnerability and so there's just so much power when when parents do say the words i i don't know and yeah. this is what i'm going to do to figure it out yeah. or let's go figure it out together right mm. or the words i'm sorry when we've yeah. screwed it up yeah it's it's so powerful to model that for kiddos we in the work we often say like be be the adult that you want your child to grow up to be yeah. Wow! Hmm. Yeah, that's a <laughs> high I... and hard coming. Yeah, too. no kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's hard. It's it's hard, and I, a lot of times people are like, okay, you're a therapist and a corporate trainer, but like, what? What? Like parenting, right? And I was like, for goodness sakes, please let them fall and fail and struggle and fall flat on their face.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah.
2: it's the only way they learn how to get up.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: very true. Um, and that's how we grow resilient. That's that's our bounce, right? Like we yeah. can't. And I I know you want to protect them. I, I know that you want to keep them safe always. And but um, I, I I'm that therapist that then has been in the office with the 25 year old who is literally paralyzed and does not know how to make any decisions themselves. Hmm. Um, hmm. And it, and and then it starts affecting their parent, parental relationship when it's supposed to be fun, yeah. right? right. When, as adults, yeah. yeah. When like. They're when they're off and yeah. like you get to be more friends with them because they are self-sufficient adults except if we haven't let them struggle yeah wow then they uh, don't know how to get up
1: that's good exactly. perspective
0: yeah very huh. true well Justine we'd love to go a little bit behind the scenes on a few of yeah. the different days uh, so on your first day you go right into talking about social media apps. And online connections versus in-person connections, which, you know, in the last few years, well, I mean, before that it was relevant, but last few years, we see the effect of that quite a bit. Um, And then in this devotion, you then take it a different direction and, and bring up the topic of learning how to sit with ourselves and we don't feel honestly, we don't feel like this skill is talked about enough. So we'd love for you to uh, just share some thoughts around what it means to sit with ourselves, why it's important, and and how do you actually do it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hi, hi. yeah.
2: it's so hard. Well, and like you know, social media, I mean, what a gift! And it will be to our demise if we don't use it in a healthy way, mm-hmm. right? And with boundaries. And so, when it comes to that that concept of Learn to sit with yourself, and I, I teach this in a lot of pretty much any chance I get. But like, you are not meant to escape yourself. You cannot run from this. Stop trying to. You cannot plow through, numb out, medicate, run from. Like you, you, you can't. And there's this piece of like, what would it be like to learn how to be, mm. how to be quiet. How to sit, how to embody this incredible, miraculous body that you have.
0: Yeah, well,
2: and and listen to 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 your heart and your soul, your mind, all of it, so that you can also hear God. But like, because if you don't know and trust yourself and can't learn with yourself, it's really difficult to connect and trust in others. Yeah, we can't give what we don't have, and so I, there is so much power, and I think especially in parents showing their children that. Boredom is good. Mm. Yeah. Quiet is possible. Um, yeah. That, and I think a lot of us struggle to sit with us, ourselves because, well, we're we're so distracted. But like, I, I don't think you're gonna. You don't have to be afraid of what you'll hear, mm. right? I think you'll actually like learn how to lean in and love a little bit better and yeah. deeper. Like, but I, we're so afraid of it, or we don't know how. And so it's some of it's just the, the skill sets of. Learning how to count your breath, how to focus on a scripture or a word, or um, doing like muscle contractions. There's so many different things to help you just learn how to be. It's okay to play a song if that helps you stay and still for five minutes. Play a song. Yeah, yeah. But there's this element of you cannot, you cannot run from your thoughts, from your feelings, from you cannot run from this. This stop trying to. And I, I, I mean, I teach this to adults, and every time I do, they are always like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I was right. like, "Like you are trying to run, and now you're super sick, hmm. or tired, hmm. or resentful, yeah. and angry. Yeah. Have nothing yeah. left to give." Like, I mean, like, mm. and so you can't give from an empty well. Very yeah. true. Stop going to an empty well looking for water, especially and including your own. Yeah. And so, learning to sit with ourselves is can that's how we fill back up.
0: Mm. I I love that because as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, how do you listen to the Holy Spirit? How do you discern the voice of God? And in the myriad of thoughts... And ideas and all that stuff that you get in the day, it's like, yeah, how do you distinguish? Is this my thoughts? Are these God's thoughts? Are these from the evil one? Is this from my parents or someone <laughs> you know negatively influencing my past and And I love what you just said and and even that practice of you know being bored mm-hmm. and and just learning mm-hmm. how to distinguish your thoughts from everyone else's like we're about to go on a family trip, um we do the whole Andy Crouch. Uh, one hour a day, one day a week, one week a year of no devices. And we told wow. our kids yesterday, we're like, <laughs> and it's not like this every vacation, but this nice. vacation, we're okay. like, okay, we're going snowboarding. And you know what? Uh, no one's bringing any devices, mm-hmm. and they were like, wow. "What? What about Spotify? What about this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, no." And how long's the drive? It's six hours. They're like, "What are we gonna do for six hours?" I was like, "This, oh it's gonna be okay. We're gonna survive. We're gonna." Okay, have fun. but I'm nervous,
1: Justine. I'm <laughs>
2: nervous. Yeah. Six I'm hours in the car I, I, together I, with nothing.
0: No. Well, yeah. and
2: how much of it's like? Even as you're talking, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I can feel myself." <laughs> <laughs> Ready. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: our phones will know, just, just be phone phones connected. yeah yes exactly
1: completely yeah wow. but our kids are also on online school and so they are on like their computers a ton and so that's what I figured too because we're kind of taking them out of school a little bit to do this um, midweek trip and I was like if you bring your computers you're going to want to check what your teacher says and all of that and um, we don't want you to have to have that nagging feeling like you are are being left behind Mm -hmm. or you need to do and all of those which I think no matter you know if you're 10 or you're 80 sometimes you just have those nagging Voices yeah. of "You're yeah. not enough. You need to do more." And so, by just even taking away that temptation of "Nope, you're not. You don't even have the ability yeah. to go check your email," yeah. and then it's like, "Okay, we're we're taking off." Yeah. So oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll uh, let you know how it goes. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah might yeah, be a one and done yeah.
2: thing, and it's you know,
0: it's one thing. <laughs> I when... want
2: to know. I want to report back <laughs> yeah. because I and I think like don't sure it's okay to say this is hard. Oh
0: yeah. Like, oh yeah. I'm really, like,
2: finding myself reaching, right? Yeah. Like name it. There's so much power mm. in that naming it. And, and because then we can name it, allow it to move through, and then kind of and move on. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's yep. us too. Like we're modeling it. We are like our exactly. phones are just going to be phones. Right. And yeah. uh, And you know what? So fascinating about this and, and you know, getting back to your book because you know, you, yeah. you said it's focused on eight to 13 and we definitely see yeah. that there's applicability beyond that. Mm-hmm. But how Don't. you parent someone in the day of social media and devices when they're eight is very different than 13 uh-huh. and 16. And yeah, so, so as our kids get older, yeah, we'll definitely report back because oh, they yeah. are now a lot older than the last time we did this. Yeah,
2: <laughs> very true. Right? Yeah, the device and social media conversation is, I think it's one, It's just one, it's, it's conversation that has to continue to be fluid, right? Yeah. Like kids are not monolith. Like not every child is different or not every child is the same. Mm-hmm. One child might be able to handle something differently at right. the same age than the one before them. And so it's just, we have a conversation and how come it's that way? And, and we just, it's just gotta be talked about. Yeah. Yes. When we talk about stuff, it just doesn't hold as much power over mm-hmm. us. Very,
1: mm-hmm. very true. No, we love that. And that's why we love that you wrote this book about talking about anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I, in day five, you talk about how anxiety can quickly make everything about ourselves, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah. It draws us inward instead of mm-hmm. looking at other people and outward. And then you mentioned how kindness can be the key that breaks the cycle of anxiety. I think that's so powerful. Um, can you unpack that for us? What's the connection between anxiety and kindness?
2: Yeah, I. When we look at what creates change, mm-hmm. it's love, it's mm-hmm. connection, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so, and I, especially when it comes to anxiety, there it's just like this, and. Society often kind of backs us. It's something we have to be fixed.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, we're broken, and I and that sometimes that's a big message sometimes in our faith too. And I don't, I don't think we're broken. I, we don't need to be fixed. We really we need to be loved. Mm. The world's really freaking broken, but yeah. like we need to be loved. Like yeah. we need to know how loved we are, mm. um, and that that love lives in us. and And when we receive it and lean into it, we have this capacity to really lean into and receive our. Our worthiness and our and our healing. And so, like, there's this this piece of like, how many of us think that all the shaming and judging, berating, yelling at ourselves, um, setting impossible goals, and then shaming ourselves when we don't meet them, like, but that creates change. Mm -hmm. We don't really have hardly any evidence to support that. Right. Um, and what we do have is that when you meet yourself with grace and generosity and kindness and love, that that actually does create change. But I think a lot of times what people think is that, well, then I'm just making excuses for myself or Mm -hmm. babying myself or Mm -hmm. placating. And that, that, like, I don't want you to overcorrect and not hold yourself accountable to change. I want you to meet yourself with some love so that you can feel like it's actually doable Mm -hmm. to challenge some anxious thinking, to do something in a different way. And so like because that anxiety, and I I oftentimes tell parents, especially when it comes to kids with anxiety, like their anxiety can look real weird. Like Mm -hmm. it can attach to some really silly, weird things. And especially when your brain is not, does not know an anxious thought. You just don't get it. It can be so easy to just be like, well, just do different. Just think different, just Mm -hmm. be different. And it's just, it's not that easy. And so like, I want, I want them to learn how to meet themselves with that, that grace, love, curiosity, Hmm. self compassion to get curious about like, well, what is this really about? Hmm. Right. Am I worried about something over here? But then my anxiety is attached into something over here. What, what could I do a little bit differently? Do I need to sit with it? How could I allow it to pass? Do I need to talk to someone? Do I need to reach out? Do I need to move my body? What are some of these, these skills, these tools that will help it move through to also help them recognize that you, you are not your feelings mm. wow. you feel mm-hmm. your feelings mm. yeah. Now we easily can become our feelings yeah. and how many times we well I am anxious. there's so much power in that language I mm. feel anxious today mm. yeah, well, this is what I'm anxious about mm. right versus I am anxious like that yeah,
0: yeah it's not well.
2: just a language shift. it's very very powerful and empowering them to create change yeah.
0: The wait is over. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of ten-year-old Michael and his friends, and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all twelve Dead Sea Squirrels books available wherever books are sold. Yeah, yeah we love that. So, as our listeners are listening in, um, and they're wrestling with because we know many um, are have children who are fo- who who probably. Say I am anxious yeah. or they they may not have those words, but their behavior definitely uh, shows a lot of anxiety in yeah. and and they they might have just can't come back from a teacher's meeting right to uh, meet the teachers and the teachers saying things so yeah. how can you if you're sitting down with some of our parents um, what advice do you have for them to help their kids uh break that yeah. cycle of anxiety
2: yeah one of the biggest pieces is um, it's that the em- empathic skill set, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, you you don't have to ever have struggled with anxiety to, to understand what it might be like to feel it, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. um, it's it's fear. It's um, frustration. They might be even a little angry, mm-hmm. right? Feel really isolated and alone. Like you're a human being. You are equipped to choose Empathy. It is not sympathy. It's not to feel sorry for them. It's mm-hmm. also. It is not your job to fix them. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um. It is your job to sit with them, and stay curious. Yeah. yeah. And listen, and um. And there's so much power in asking them, helping them find what do they think they need and want. Yeah. What What help? What does support look like? What would be helpful? Right, Like to have that interaction, because that, that grows the trust between Mm -hmm. both of you versus like just going in and trying to sweep it up or, or, or fix it because I, a lot, and we all do this, leaders do this in companies every day, but, and parents do it. But like, when I, when I fix it for you, I, I enable you to stay stuck. Yeah, that's right. When I meet you with empathy and love and generosity and curiosity of like, what, what how can I help what mm. does support look like what right. do you want and need? to help someone find their words of what could be helpful to them mm-hmm. now we're in it together and that person's more more empowered to do something a little differently yeah that's yeah right. yeah and so it that empathic skill set is is really really important and and it's like do you do you want help and and being accountable right like if mm-hmm. they're if they're having some like weird routine things like especially like before bed like sleep, tends to be really affected by anxiety for kids. Mm -hmm. So are they doing some kind of weird little things before bed and like, what could be helpful? Like, do you feel like that that's helpful? Because actually you're just laying there not sleeping Mm right? because you have to do these things. So could we interrupt the pattern? What would that look like? What could a new nighttime routine look like? Could I do part of it with you? And then you do some of it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And how would you like to be accountable for that in the morning? Like, how can I check in with you? Or would you rather I don't check in with you because also we have to recognize that some kiddos are going to be more shamed based, right? Like you checking in with them all of the time. They're what they hear is like, I'm such a failure. I'm never going to get better. Like that's that kind of inner dialogue versus the more of like, I am like, I struggle with anxiety. I am a failure. That's the difference between shame and, Mm. and like that, the, the more like guilt motivated to change. And so like, we want to get curious about that. Like, I think it's a lot of times parents don't recognize what the inner dialogue is of their child.
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well. Yeah. And
2: so it's creating that space for them to actually say what that inner dialogue is.
1: Right? Mm. Yeah. You know you mm. talked Justine um about sleep, which I think is really important and yeah. I'm sure you're talking about you're you're saying weird little things and I I can already picture our podcast family being like what weird things because <laughs> I I want to know because you know what like you're saying anxiety doesn't just look like you know, oh, yeah. fight or flight. Right. Right. It can take wow. place, especially when you're talking about fear, too, like or, right. or anger. Um, so yes. if you can even go into details yes. about sort uh-huh. of what are some things yeah. that anxi- we think yeah. what anxiety looks like, but it actually yeah. can appear mm-hmm. in our kids like this.
2: Right, right. I think a lot of times people will think like, well, the anxiety piece will be like, oh, their heart's racing, they're mm-hmm. short of breath, maybe they're flushing and sweat, and I, c- I can see it. Which, yes, absolutely, that could right. be it. Um, it also could just be like this hyper focus on on one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have kind of repetitive thinking around something, like I have to do this five times before I can fall asleep. Oh, I see. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And like, if we want to, I don't love, I mean, we have, diagnosis is important and it has its place, but like our anxiety will play tricks on us like that. Like, right. I had a client years ago, she was in a, I think she was in a Catholic school and she had, she had a, a real hardcore nun that was like, basically like your calling is to be a nun. And she, like her anxiety latched onto that and was like, I think I'm supposed to be a nun, but I don't want to be a nun. And like, and she just could not like, and her mom's like, okay, we're going to go see a therapist. And I was like, so we just explored like, well, what would it mean? What's that look like? Like, and I was like, so I go, your anxiety, it's just attached to this idea. Mm -hmm. So now we have to get curious about what triggers the anxiety, what, what comforts it that, how do we depersonalize it. You have anxiety. You are not anxiety. This is an anxious thought. This is my brain kind of filling in some like uncertainty Mm -hmm. or discomfort, or I got stuff going on with this friend group. So then my, my brain's like, you gotta be a nun. (laughs) Mm
1: And
2: so I can, that's anxiety in kids can really look so many different ways. But the, the biggest things are stomach aches Mm -hmm. and then the sleep stuff that, that those are the biggest like telltale in your face symptoms Mm -hmm. Um and so and often so I'll oftentimes be with parents like, Oh, is there let's rule out medical stuff, but mm. also get curious like what's going on at school, yeah, right, like how's your friends, yeah, how are your classes? what's the best part of your day, what's the worst part of your day, yeah what's on your mind, what's mm. on your heart mm. Mm. yeah, all the like different a different layer of kind of quite- quite- and then you listen,
0: yeah. Yeah, from the place that place of curiosity. Yeah, I love that curiosity. And, yep. and just learning how to be interested again, right? Not yes. just going through the motions, right. but be genuinely interested in your children. Um, well, you know, in your devotional, you mentioned that anxiety tells us a lot, lots of lies, like we aren't enough or that no one cares. Yep. And and that may be a shock for some parents to hear yeah. that their kids are believing these lies, especially when right. we support them, support them and and we always tell them multiple times a day that we love them and that we are there for them. Yet these lies might be stuck in the hearts and, yeah. and minds of our of our children. So as parents, uh, it can feel really difficult to understand mental health struggles like this, right? Like mm-hmm. anxiety when. Uh, some parents may not have had that battle or have or or even named it as that such. Sure. Uh, so can you help educate us about some common lies that anxiety is telling our kids and yeah. teens today and how we can help them know yeah. the truth?
2: Yeah, there's that piece of like um, and, you know, a lot of these lies will be there. They are some, somewhat universal, right? No matter what our struggles are, this. I'm not enough. I'm mm-hmm. never doing enough, not mm-hmm. pretty enough, not happy enough, not thin enough, not famous enough, not faithful enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like not doing enough, not smart enough. And so it's this, this piece of like, we want to get curious about what are all the different influences in, in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. pa- parents are just one of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, The other piece is like, um, actions are really loud. Mm. Right. And so like we can, kiddos are very smart and they, um, they, they, they know. Mm-hmm. So they, they know when your words don't match up to your actions. They know when you're distracted. They know, um, when something else is a higher priority. And also I do, they got to also know that. Yeah. You're your own person at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I sometimes work with parents. I'm like, we've overcorrected some in some ways, like <laughs> yeah, show your children that like, you got a marriage that you got to take care of. Right. Like you got your own, like, like your body that you got to, that's an important model ship. And yep, you are there no matter what for them. And so, Mm -hmm. but like, we all have this filter that is influenced by so many different things, genetics, our experiences, our, um, every voice at school, And yes, mom and dad or parental figure, but siblings. And so like, it's getting curious about like, what's the lens that everything that you're trying to pour into them is passing through? Mm. Like, yeah, you're telling them that they're enough and that they're okay and that you love them. But do they have a lens that everything is like, I'm never doing enough. Okay. Well then what's the root cause of that? Mm. Right. Are they on social too much? Hmm. What's that look like yeah. um, Do they have a friend group that's just constantly like one up in each other yeah. right like what's yeah. it look like? what th- there's a root cause to almost everything mm. and when we get curious about that, that's when we can get some clarity of um, how do we kind of fill in th- those holes with with truth yeah,
1: yeah. that
2: you you are created mm-hmm. in God's image like loved oh, yeah. so loved. Yeah. Like, so loved, and no one's ever been created like you ever before, mm-hmm. and never will be again. Like, that's a really incredible thing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true.
2: Yeah. I love, uh, Justine,
1: you've been giving us so many good tidbits and advice about uh, ways we can support our child, and uh, especially children who are dealing with anxiety. Yeah. Um, sometimes, even in my own, like if I'm listening to a podcast and there's so many different wonderful ways I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this and then it almost feels yeah. overwhelming. So I'm like, I have too much information now. <laughs> How Where old, do yeah. I start? Right? And so for yeah. our final question, if you could share with our podcast family, what's the best way to support our child that deals with anxiety? Maybe even this week, what can we do to support our child with anxiety? And perhaps it looks different between an 8-year-old and a 13-year-old oh, yeah. and a 17-year-old So if you can even touch kind of basis on maybe the younger children and then preteens and then teens as well.
2: You know, I, I'm not sure I have a different answer for the age groups right now. Mm -hmm. I, there's, um, it's connection. It's, it's sitting down with one another and, um, knowing one another, Mm. like, and without the devices and no phone, no music, like, um, and just, and not being afraid to show up. And so, like, that's why I like some of like the different questions, like what was the best part of your day? What was the toughest part mm. of your day? What's on your mind? Because that kind of gets through the, like the checklist. Like I got this assignment, this happened at work, whatever, you know, like when we all do it, like what's on our mind, but then it's what's on your heart. yeah. yeah. Like what, what's in, what's in here? Like nice. what's in your, gut, your heart, your soul, like that, that's a that's a question that helps us grow with yeah. one another. Mm. Yeah. Um, but th- there is so much. And as I, I've worked more and more, like not only through this book, but especially with um, leaders and, and, and corporations, like um, I want parents to sit with their kids and mm. do nothing. Yeah. Mm. Um, you can move your body. That would be great too. Like, I mean, cause a lot of this, like, Hard stuff, yeah. The anxiety, all the trauma that we're all carrying, this stuff gets stuck in our bodies, hmm. and you got to move it. So, dance in the kitchen, yeah. Bounce around like weirdos, sway, <laughs> right? Like, hug each other, belly laugh. Like, there's so much of this new research coming out that like we've got to move. We've got to settle down the nervous system, and like, right. So we, I think that would be so powerful for kids and anxiety, but like for for families to do it together, I mean, like what? That'd be so powerful. Mm. Yes. So but like, Very you know true. what? We're going to like, yeah, it's almost time for dinner, but like for five minutes we play a song and we kind of like jump around or you can sway or you can tap your toes or you can dance, but mm. like we're going to move. We're, we're huggers. You're going to hug for 30 seconds, right? <laughs> like, Love it. like but you're, we're going to move this stuff through. Not to be productive, not not to make something, not to exercise, simply to meet ourselves with love and care and calm.
1: Mm. Mm, I love that love and care and calm Mm. you know um, something that's really been a huge difference in our relationship is Daniel and I go on a nightly walk we have a a puppy that needs to be walked all the time but um, it's just 20 minutes where we're moving our bodies uh, for our dog but also as a connection and Mm. as you were talking about that Justine I'm just thinking of reflecting on because we're going on this snowboard trip the (laughs) deep And wonderful connections I've had with our kids as we're just riding the chairlift together because we're tired, but we're having this moment to sit together and talking about, um, sometimes of what went well and what didn't go well on the hill. And Mm -hmm. like, how am I, one of our children was really nervous because she had a bad fall and we're like, okay, so how did that feel? What can and then just doing these little mm-hmm. mind shifts of like, hey, yeah. um, what if we talk about how what what you did really well instead of what went wrong, and you can focus on that? Mm-hmm. And then I remember the next chairlift we went on, she's like, "I did it, mom!" I'm like, "I know you mm-hmm. did."
0: So nice it's amazing.
1: But I love that. Um, yeah, that just even that uh, suggestion of before we have dinner, because that's a lot of times that's a good yeah. connection of just, hey, let's right. just. But, you know, even go for a yeah. little jog around the house or something like right. that. absolutely. Yeah, to get
2: absolutely. prepared. To and connect. I know, like, families are the busiest that they have ever been. Yeah. And so like, I know there's lots of games and lo- lots of activities and you're in the car. Like, okay, use that time. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What What would it be like that our ride to the afternoon sport, like, there's no phone and no radio and we're yeah. chatting.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hmm. And like, what would that be? I, and I know it would be scary and uncomfortable. And like, I, I, the, the gifts that would come of it you'd get, you'd get comfortable with the discomfort. I promise. Yeah. (laughs) Mm, I love that.
0: Well, Justine, you've been so helpful, uh, in this Mm -hmm. podcast and a podcast family, you know, there's this book she wrote that has a hundred more ideas, (laughs) 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 right? A hundred devotions for kids dealing with anxiety. So we do want to encourage you to pick that up. Justine, if our podcast family wants to connect with you or find your work, what's the best way for them to do that?
2: Um, I well, my name is weird, so I'm the only one, Justine Froker. <laughs> so that's what I am on on all the social media platforms. So, like, I always tell people, pick your f- favorite platform and go find me there. I, I teach this courage work over there. If you, if you choose Instagram, you'll get more puppies and butterflies yeah. than you do on LinkedIn. But I can I can turn that into a courage teach for LinkedIn yeah, too. Nice. So, <laughs> um, but then my website's justinefroker.com. So
0: perfect. Well, thanks so much for being with us, Justine. Thank you. wasn't that great
1: completely and I love just the practical applications to it uh, to sum it all up it really sounds like connection yeah that's right, right. and making time to be connected
0: So that's it. Uh, Go do that. (laughs) We don't need to talk anymore. We need to go and practice this with our kids Mm -hmm. and with our spouses as well, moving our bodies, talking about, you know, not like talking to each other, not just talking about connection, actually connecting with each other in that. And and you'll see uh, just how the Lord. We are excited to Mm -hmm. see how the Lord's going to work in your life and in your family as you address this real issue of growing anxiety in this day and age.
1: Mm -hmm. And perhaps you're feeling like, uh, okay, I know I should connect with my kids, but I don't even know what to ask them other than how are you? How was your day? So don't worry, we've got your back. We are going to list some questions that you can talk to your kids about. You can ask them, but you can also ask your spouse as well. If you're thinking, hey, I'd like to go on a walk with my spouse to hear how they're doing as well. If you go to inbetween.org slash episode 165, we will have those questions there for you that, you know, even as you're cooking dinner, maybe you can look up one or two and be like, okay, I have that in my back pocket. This is what I'm going to ask my kids.
0: Yeah, that's right. And if there's someone that came to mind, uh, perhaps your spouse or a friend who has a child with anxiety, perhaps you could share this with them as well. We would be honored if you would do that. You could just hit the share button on your podcasting app or text them the link inbetween.org slash episode 165. All All right, I'll catch you next time.